I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on autism, Answers. And I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. And I am between airplanes going from Uganda to Los Angeles to Florida. And I can barely speak because I have laryngitis. So I'm going to give you a special treat today. Today I'm going to present to you my one-woman show. I hope you enjoy it. Make sure it's a little bit PG-13-ish. There's some uh, real adult content in it. So please don't necessarily play it with the little kitties around. Enjoy, and I will be back in the regular format next time. Oh, and this song that starts it out is a bit of a screamer, so hold on to your hats. I'm going crazy, but I'm headed into state. I'm going crazy, but I'm headed into state. I'm going crazy, but I'm headed into state. All I want to do is close my eyes and stop the pain. I'm going crazy, headed into state. I'm going crazy, but I'm headed into state. I'm going crazy, but I'm headed into state. All I gotta do is change my mind. I can't hear you Spinning in circles and talking to myself I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself Spinning in circles and talking to myself I can't hear
true. You don't need to hear me, but <coughs> listen up anyway. Because this CD is intended to facilitate a paradigm shift in our society. Big words? Lofty goals? Maybe. But since this is an era full of history-making individuals, I don't see why I can't be one of them. You see, most people talk as if having one in 150 kids born with autism is a tragedy. You know, because it ruins lives. But if it weren't for autism, I'd still be crazy. Autism actually made my life better. <laughs> talk about making lemons out of lemonade. Funny thing that, my world getting better because I taught what I needed to learn. You see, that's what this story is. A learning through a sharing of knowledge from the story of me learning to dance and change while believing that we actually can change our dance. It's a collage of my life as I went from crazy to sane by going thing to thing to thing, learning to live in the rhythm, evolving from the exclusive, rather autistic-like within, to the overly inclusive, rather autistic-like without, from seeing only me and my shadow to seeing only you. And worrying about your opinion of me and my shadow, it's about dancing from crazy to sane. And it's also a tribute to the parents of autistic children, to the challenges that they and their babies face trying to become us. The non-existent neurotypical members of society? In fact, it's a tribute to every parent, to us all really, dancing in our attempts to find ourselves, blend it together and see the world through the open eyes of love. So, I dance from crazy to sane, going thing to thing in the challenge of change. Oh, by the way, it's okay to laugh. After all, happiness heals. One, two, three, four. Now close your eyes and imagine my famous Irish washerwoman dance. And now, from my youth, couple of sultry moves. Sorry, I forgot to say welcome. Welcome to my CD. Oh, and, and thanks for turning me on. Yeah, it's been a while. My life is kind of an analogy for yours. Well, unless it's not. But if you live amongst cognitive and behavioral challenges, your life might be my kind of soap opera psychotic. There is help. You don't have to live my life to learn from it. Just listen while I sweeten the story with music. Squeeze out some lemons and tell you my tale. Well, my tale according to me. It, it begins on the day that I began to notice myself. Mostly because I was falling apart. I reached for help, but um, it turned out I was reaching for help from a world in need of help.
I stand on a mountain alone and so afraid. I stand on a mountain I made, a mountain of make believe, a mountain of lies and of deceit, a mountain that's built on pain. From sadness I came. of shame Cause you're a maniac Well I'm a brainiac I'll fix your brain Come to me And you will never ever feel the same Cause you're a maniac And I'm a brainiac I'll fix your brain Once you tell me things You'll never ever be the same Ocean of spit and tears, an ocean of angry, angry fears, an ocean that's filled by rain, making sadness and pain. An ocean of shame. Cause you're a maniac, well I'm a brainiac. I'll fix your brain with help from me. I'm a brainiac, I'll fix your brain Once I clean your mind, you'll never ever be the same I scream into the wind, I cannot find my way I scream into the wind and I'm in Oh wind of air, hush me, oh wind that I break All my dreams, oh wind that hush When I was a child, my mother thought I was autistic you know, because my vision was pixelated into pieces and instead of seeing a whole picture, I just saw one little bit at a time. Also, I rocked myself to sleep. She might have been right. Anyway, as an adult, I attempted to heal myself. And that's when I became both the treated and the treater.
I knew what I needed. Biofeedback. Saves the day! But I just hadn't found it yet. First, a friend of mine died from a drug overdose. I knew it would happen, but I'm like, wait, I'm not ready. I couldn't let go, and he was the only person who ever accepted me and my crazy hyperfocus world. So I hyperfocused and got lost. I ignored my family, spent a lot of time inside my head, just uh, hanging with his ghost. Unfinished me, unfinished you, unfinished soul, unfinished truth, unfinished heart. Unfinished brain, unfinished tears, they fall like rain. Unfinished eyes, begging to see a finished world, finally free. Of unfinished me, unfinished you, unfinished lies, unfinished truth. Hurting me, not hurting you, for being lost inside our truth. Unfinished touch, unfinished kiss, unfinished hug, unfinished wish.
unfinished you Unfinished me Unfinished truth Won't set us free Unfinished wrong And unfinished right Unfinished day And the soap opera spun me until, after a while, I started to see everyone as unfinished, especially me. I, I looked back at all the different events and fragments that contributed to who or what I'd become. You know, hindsight changed the picture and made the story funny. So, here I come to share the me's, all the different me's that made me be a woman. Justifying life instead of learning from it. A woman, growing never so slowly stupid. Here, people. Here, people. I can't even see any people in here. How am I supposed to talk to them? The microphone? Really? Oh, okay. Well, hi, people. Um... I guess I'll just tell you about my feelings. Oh, like hate. That's a feeling. Don't you just hate it when Mr. Right turns out to be Mr. Wrong? Twice? That made me Mrs. Wrong again. That's pretty hateable. Oh, I wrote a song about it. I'm wearing second. attracted to my lack of sophistication and naivete. 
my rosy-like stupidity wasn't just self-perpetuated. My genetics are warped. My niece and my cousin are on the spectrum of autism. My two grandsons were. And I was some kind of something weird. And my mom was nuts. Maybe it's all just predetermined by our physiology. Or maybe not. Oh, uh, by the way, I really was a second-hand rosy type. Well, the truth is it was kind of by choice. If I wasn't so afraid she'd say no, I could have just asked my well-to-do mom for money. Well, she can ask me for money, but it's not as if I'd give it to her. Oh, come on now, wife. You always were too materialistic. Come here. Let, Let me give you a little squeeze. Loosen you up before I go. Hey there, big old bathrobe babe You sure are looking great You got everything that a wolf like me could want Oh! Yep, nice soft buns just like your daughter That little trollop, she always was too full of herself Had a swelled head So I smacked it and smacked it and smacked it till I knocked her down a peg or two. I believe with every thump upon her soul Some humble grows I believe a mom should put a child in place Before she shows See a child with slender name fall to her knees. I feel her shame, and I know Stop! Why? Stop! This is all about me here, Mitch. Be- Kind of like Jim Neighbors. Two personalities. One talks, one sings. Both my personalities hit. For prevention. That's why I used to call her a two-bit white trash alley cat whore. So she wouldn't become one. Slapping from side to side can result in temporal lobe damage. Right temporal lobe damage can result in increased sexual appetite and wanton behavior. So my mom's plan of prevention could have created the very activity she was trying to prevent. Oh, yes, it's true. I used to be a hoe. But ain't no hoe no mo. Oh, it all changed when I met Jesus. He was hiding in the house across the street from me, staying away from the paparazzi, I guess. Oh, he uses one of those fancy aliases, Jesus. But I wasn't fooled. I know what Zeus looks like. I watch reruns of Hercules, flexing his muscles. Anyway, one day I was standing in my room surrounded by my kids when I opened my curtains and there he was, in his window, working his wood. That's how I recognized him, you know, because Jesus was a carpenter. Lord Almighty, he certainly does work in mysterious ways. But in front of my children, I went over to give him a piece of my mind. I flew across the street, walked in his house, threw open his bedroom door, and started to rap. (laughs) 
abuse against me and raise my kids in decency. So keep your pee pee in your pants when your blinds are askew, or I'll have to call the police on you. Yo! I am no ho! No mo! Bro! Though I'm open to discuss it. The question of psychology or physiology. Yeah, that wasn't even a question in my early years because uh, psychology was the only way I knew to help myself. So I did what I could. So whether it's the chicken or the egg, in whatever order, nature and the education of my life blended me together and left me confused. Crazy, but trying. I was just treading water, though, because no matter how good I got at helping myself to grow and change something physical, kept me from letting go of the something psychological. And me, I just kept turning my tender to tough. Yo, my name's Biker Chick. Some people call what I wear a sneer. I call it my face. And I'm no tramp. Nobody dare ask me. They're afraid. I'm sure that's why they don't ask me. I'm the one that hates things. That Rosie's a liar. She just says she hates things. Me? I actually do. It's on account of the pate. We ate it when my brother was murdered. Yeah, that'll turn you off almost anything. My parents were surrounded by friends A funeral's a pleasant reunion I wondered when will this hypocrisy end My heartache from all the confusion The folks in attendance on his farewell day Had not seen him for almost a decade I hated the laughter and light-hearted talk So I left the party and thought They're eating pate you know, hating pate eats you up, makes you ugly. That's why you call it a sneer. Me, I call it my face. Crazy first or crazy later, which came first and does it matter? I held and held onto the hate, and the harder I held, the more uncomfortable I became. It's like, let it go or leave it behind you, never get free of the burdens in your mind. And my journey finally took me to an answer that stopped the existential cycling in my head. And da-da-da-da-da-da, I was finally reborn. Baby face, I got the cutest little baby face. I mean, really, at some point a girl has to quit being a reflection of her mother. That's why I decided to crawl away from home. I was uncomfortable, so I crawled very far. I kept crawling and being uncomfortable, and crawling and being uncomfortable, and crawling is very uncomfortable. Especially if you're doing it for years, because you're uncomfortable around your mom. I was uncomfortable, because I had started to look like her. So I got a smile surgically implanted, which made me look like her even more. Only upside down. Oh, the blood started to rush to my head. That was very uncomfortable. 
I was obsessing and thinking about a baby facelift when I got some biofeedback for my brain and started feeling a little better. It even occurred to me that maybe I could like my mother. That's when my mom discovered she had a brain tumor. That made me feel a lot better. Because I stopped judging her. Apparently, I didn't know what was going on inside her head anyway. I mean, wow, a brain tumor. It made her very cranky. Until they took it out. Then she was only a little cranky. Hey, I could have a brain tumor. After all, I'm a feisty little pumpkin myself. Nah, not possible. I got a secret. Yep, this little pumpkin has a secret. I'm not gonna tell. Nope, not gonna tell. Okay, I talked me into it. I'll tell. The way to make an unlovable person lovable is to love them. Even if they never change. Because love makes everyone beautiful. Especially the person doing the loving. It's great. That's why I've got such a baby face. Because I love everyone. Imagine if the whole world got that kind of facelift. Baby face. Often they have the happy baby face. Because I'm loving every single face in the place. My little heart is pumping. I sure have started something. Oh, I hope. Thanks to the baby, you now have the answer to the question, is it the pain or the brain that causes you to go insane? Well, the answer is it's both. You can't have one without the other. Um, the truth is, I, I chose crazy. But it was my brain that made it seem like a good idea. They're coming to take me away home. Yeehaw, to the funny farm. Well, Sounds like my philosophy When I started a joke Which started my whole world crying When I let me see That the joke was on me
then finally, I got what I needed. But as you can imagine, blending my past into my present, yeah, that had its challenges. I want to be the star in the movie of my life. A blockbuster, a tearjerker, a comedy. It's not because I'm vain or hungry for the fame. It's just because there's so much you could learn from me. You see, I've done everything. Now I'm gonna sing. But go from thing to thing. To think, to think, to think. I've got married young. Listen up now. thing to thing makes five husbands. I was eternally hopeful. Okay, so I married men like I was following the directions on the shampoo bottle. Wash, then rinse. Now, repeat. Uh, <laughs> but that's mostly because every time a man met my kids, he got the runs. You see, not only did I have eight kids, of whom six were adopted, and four were on the spectrum of autism. Why adopt autism, you may be wondering. Oh, I don't know. I just felt like we had a lot of social challenges in common. Maybe that's why the men ran. We had social challenges in common. The men and I, and the kids and I, and the men and the kids and I. Because autistic kids are like me, kind of an analogy. Or a, a caricature exaggerating behaviors we all do. Some call it waving, some call it hand flapping. <laughs> I call it happy to see you.
Anyway, I raised eight weirdly wonderful children, and there was only one problem. One. That's funny. I was looking for balance by healing my children. Unfortunately, I hadn't really learned how to heal myself yet. And, well, that wasn't the only problem. I was also broke. Bank books swing like the bank book do. We only manage balance for a minute or two. Because now I had to support the crew. My husbands were gone. What a lot of do-do. Do-do. I just didn't know what to do-do. I didn't have any time. The schools were always in crisis. One time, the teacher calls and she's like, Get over here! Your five-year-old son just locked a teacher in the closet. What are we supposed to do with that? I'm like, um, I don't know. Open the door. I want to be in charge. Get some money. A new start. Oh, a job worth enough to remove the fear. But every time I work, my children fall apart. So I quit and move on to the next career. I was chasing jobs and running after money while gaining a myriad of skills, including channeling spirits. I found myself stirred by the sound of Native American music. You know, so I danced naked under a blanket alone in my room. I watched the shadows on the wall as I danced and meditated over candles in search of sanity. Maybe that's why my children didn't bring a lot of friends home during this period. Because I was dancing and swaying and praying that Steven Spielberg would spot me dancing naked in the window as he wandered through the suburbs of Ajax, Ontario, Canada. And, you know, offer me fame and fortune. Hey, it could happen. I just wanted to be saved. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight kids. Oh, what a mess. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred bills to address. Thing to thing to thing. with four of them autistic is a bit hectic. The girls wouldn't stop talking, which I wish I could say about the boys. They just did sound effects. The girls did makeup and the boys were hand-slapping breakdancers on speed. Because they were autistic. So, of course, I learned some things. Like, the easiest way to get a mommy break is to belt all the kids in the nine-seater station wagon. And then you stay in the house. 
you know, you do your nails, take a bath, read a book. I'm like, I'll be right out, kids. After a while, I get so excited. I'm like, I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. No, not yet. <laughs> Any minute, kids. Everywhere I look, I'm alone. Um, any second now, even when I go all the way up the stairs, I take a look and there's no one there. One more second, guys. I even have a moment left to brush my hair. Yeah, I, I can't believe I would care. Yeah, alone means nobody's there. Well, so bored of the silence, I get in the raucous car, drive around the block several times and come home refreshed. Yep, eight kids will teach you the tricks of how to appreciate your moments. Like I said, I learned some things. Most specifically, that the price of gas defines my feeling of freedom. I had to pay the bill somehow. I know you can't see me. Just imagine I'm making a move like a pole dancer. That's your clue. I wasn't a pole dancer. Yet. I was. Movie extra. Losing with talent, but nobody knew. Movie extra. My debut. Arriving on the movie set, and what did I find? George Papard and Lee Majors first come to mind. Oh, wait. Sir, you look a little confused. There are a couple of old actors from the olden days. Oops. I was really young at the time. Did a scene with Billy D. He started to preach. I got so into it, I ruined his speech. You see, what happened was the director told me to really get involved, be a part of the movie. Yeah, that was his first mistake. I was ooing and aahing and really throwing myself into the role of crowd extra. I held back nothing. So, it was Billy D. Williams' close-up. He was saying something to the jury about being on a fast-moving train and wanting to be involved. I jumped up and shouted, but Billy, trains have brakes! Cut. What extra said that? Oops. Again. According to Billy, that was the director's second mistake. You know, because he made everybody stare at me. Yeah, that was nice. Movie extra. Oozing with talent, but nobody knew. Movie extra. My debut. Oh, Billy, silly Billy. Trains have breaks. And hey, guys. Did you hear how talented I was? That's the day my career peaked. I've been trying to get back to that level of recognition ever since. Okay, so finally I began to get some speaking parts. I was the bad mom on Carney Wilson. Yeah. divorce court actors I cried so real I snotted my face that was marriage counselor I really made it hard that year in the Oscar race it was exciting but unfortunately most of the shows I did only paid about $200 each and the jobs only came to me at oh god about one in every six months so you know I needed a better plan I decided to hire myself. I borrowed a karaoke machine, wrote some jokes, and went to work in biker bars. I started with potty humor, because I was potty training. You know, four special needs boys. Boy, have I seen a poop load of eensy-weensy-wee-wees. And I'm not even talking about my first husband. 
Oops. Sorry, Brent. That's when I decided I didn't want to talk about others. Mostly because bikers are very uncomfortable with small penises. So, I talked about me. <laughs> me, 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 me. Thank God I find me very interesting. Anyway, I was learning about me in order to grow up with my kids, for whom I was modeling good work ethics by going out every night. To make a living. Talking about me. Farting. You know, I tried to up the bar by talking about my fart's connection with the ozone layer. Don't you just love science? Yeah, didn't really work. Besides, it was my environment that was smelling like crap. Because some of my neurotypical kids had started doing drugs. You know, so they could forget their problems and focus on the sun coming through their fingers. They're like, yeah, man. Yeah, so my normal kids are trying to become autistic. My autistic kids are trying to become normal. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's fishbowl. You know, God, things were falling apart. I, I had to get them away from their friends, away from our home. I needed a way to put kids, career, self-promotion, inspiration, teaching, and learning under one roof. Wanted to put on a show, so with all my kids at home, cooked up a scheme to follow my dream. I knew that we could sing and dance, but still we'd need an audience. Then I knew exactly what to do. Check this out. Playing shows behind the bars would instantly become big stars. And Matt began the Lynette and Kids North American Prison Tour Blues. Prison Tour Blues. I got the talking to the prisoner. Blues. Remember that I like to teach. Okay, I guess I preach. There's a lot to say. I'll help you see the way. Turn something bad to something good. Soon you'll live the life you should. And suddenly, some convict said, Blow me. Hey, I answered him with dignity. My kids are here. Be nice to me. You could use that colorful language in a beneficial way. Why don't you write a book called 101 Ways to Divert Attention Off Your Inner Self and Onto Your Much Less Impressive Wee Wee? Oh, and I would know. I have a degree in much less impressive wee-wees. And that's the Yandalina and Kids North American Prisons or Blues. I've been the Stony Mountain, Staten Island, and Sing Sing. I've headlined at Attica, Milton, Timmins, Cornwall, and Kingston from thing to thing to thing. Cities in a van. I'm working on the master plan, but still no fame. Nobody knew my name. Well, except in jail, I set up to fail again. Time to bail. Maybe they'll care for the teachings I share. Something good from something bad. That is the message I had. And then I learned it. I uh, got married again. I couldn't help it. When they ask you to marry them, it's important not to hurt their feelings.
Oh, sorry, I'm repeating myself. That's misleading. Obviously, it was only five husbands. Six would be ridiculous. Truth is, the stats on the number of divorces in families with autism is unaccountably high. Even if I do count for most of them. I told you my life was an analogy, right? Okay, no matter what perspective I look at me from, I come up with odd. So I, I try not to look. Trying not to look at my life is like trying not to look at the big bloody mess on the highway. You look, but you're classy enough to try not to. Anyway, I liquidated everything down to zero, and I moved from Canada to Texas, you know, to be with my new husband. Two weeks later, he uh, realized that autism isn't cured by discipline and said, So, uh, babe, what will it take to get you and the gang to move on down the road? I'm like, um, you could fix my brakes. <laughs> I seem to be having trouble stopping myself. Yeah, I, I looked at my children and I, I saw their faces. And peak by peak by peak, I saw my own insanity in the eyes of my children. <laughs> That's the challenge of trying to raise your children before you're grown. You forget they're watching. And that's why the only way to tell you my children's story is to tell you mine. Because they watched. Well, I tried to be too many things. Superstar, parent, carpenter king. <laughs> the woman each husband wanted. You know, whatever that might bring. And as I multitasked in search of balancing, I stumbled. And I crawled. From thing to thing to thing screaming my questions but no one was answering I am only the smallest soul a flicker in the sun But it's light that gets to glow How to be one with the light It's all I want destiny So we end where we began, when I noticed myself because I was falling apart. 
and I found a way to heal. I got biofeedback for my brain, and I learned how to shape destiny. Because I'm loving every single face in the place. My little heart is thumping. I sure have started something. You know, when I first heard that one in 150 children were reported to be autistic, I got goosebumps all over my arms. And I thought, wow, that's really great. We can all fly from crazy to sane on the wings of autism. Crazy thought, huh? Well, I had this idea that um, our world might be trying to force a paradigm shift and cause us to reprioritize our issues in order to heal ourselves. I got the idea from the same place I got all my ideas, from looking at that bloody mess on the highway called my life. Well, that's what I'd done. I'd adopted autism to enrich me. I didn't just make lemonade. I squeezed out lemons and came up with blessings. By increasing the amount of autism in my world, I was motivated to decrease the amount of autism in me. It worked for all of us. Really, it worked for me and my kids. They got better because the methods that work for me also work for them and vice versa. And I'm not just talking a little bit better. I'm talking all the way better from autism to independence. My boys got careers. Really? One's a helicopter mechanic. One's a pipeliner and my youngest is a lawnmower. Of course, I adopted four kids with autism, and that's only three of them. The fourth is a, well, he's a slow-moving miracle. Because he was 23 before I finally figured it all out. And because he was more damaged. <laughs> Maybe because he was 23 before I figured it all out. When he started biofeedback, he was nonverbal and hitting himself. Now he's not hitting himself and verbal. That's a form of independence. Slow-moving miracles like him do a lot of hard work. Learning to behave for their hard-working teacher moms like me, who are learning. So I learned because I had to. In order to teach things to my children, I had to learn them. Learn how, you know, to speak out and tell you. I was blessed by autism. So go get yourself some autism. You can be blessed too. Child to child to child Heal the world with style Happiness God while healing Child to child to child You know, healing our worlds by healing autism? Come on, not really such an outrageous idea. I already know autism's a healing gift, because it led me to heal, <laughs> and it made me rich, with children. So at the end of this song, do me a favor, push repeat, going song to song to song, thing to thing to thing, go out and do every single thing. so much for listening.
that's it. If anybody wants to hire me to do the longer version of Crazy to Say, I'd love to come and present for your audience. Uh, meanwhile, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, because without you, I'd just be having laryngitis all alone. Till next time. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of A New Spin on Autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. I can't hear you.